You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. The search is finally over in Search Party Season 5, the season, f- or the final season, uh, the series finale of uh, HBO's series uh, Search Party, created by Sarah Violet Bliss, Charles Rogers, and the fantastic Michael Showalter from, um, uh, what's the old sketch show that he did um, oh, with the, all the different, from like Reno 911 guys and uh, everybody... The State. The State. I love that show. Uh, I love it what's... enough to remember the name. What's that meat? Um, it's Muppet. <laughs> so uh, this this show has been running on for a little while now. It was kind of a sleeper hit. I remember not really knowing about it in the first, like, probably two seasons or so. And then it kind of got a good word of mouth that this was a really fun, kooky show about millennials in kind of like a mystery uh, aspect of a, of a story, trying to find someone who's missing. And it turns into something crazy uh by the end of this whole series um but with me today to talk about this uh honestly fantastic show i have uh robert hello everybody i have doggett doggett and of course i have matt hello so search party follows the story of uh, alia shawcats uh dory seif uh john reynolds drew gardner meredith uh, hagner's portia uh, davenport and the incredible America's like treasure, uh, just he is fantastic. John Early as Elliot Goss. There are four best friends, uh, and they're all kind of just going through life a little bit. Uh, a few of them have aspirations, like Portia has aspirations to be a huge actress. She's not that great. Uh, John or uh, Elliot uh, wants to be something uh, with his life. He's always trying to find like a new scheme or something like that, and then. Uh, Drew is just kind of like the the doting like boyfriend that doesn't really have that much uh, going on with his life, and of course Dory has like nothing going on. But then, walking down the street, she sees a missing sign on the side of the road, and she's like, "That's what I need to do. I need to find Chantal, played by Claire McNulty, who is also an incredibly underrated character in the show. Uh, she is hysterical. And the first four seasons, we go every, uh, places from actually trying to find Chantal. The, the four uh, best friends accidentally commit murder <laughs> to someone. Um, Dory is kidnapped at some point by uh, Cola Scola. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on. And so this season is all about Dory bringing back from the dead and then having a new outlook on life. It's not depressing. It's not bad. It's actually bringing love to the world. And you kind of get the sense that she's about to start creating her own, let's just say it, cult. Uh, and it takes some pretty sharp left turns with some uh, awesome uh, supporting actors and 
very extended cameos like uh, Jeff Goldblum, who is like basically in the antagonist in this uh, season, who shows up as uh, like a Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, kind of character that comes in and just like wants to spread the Dory Seif word of love and aspiration and hope and happiness. And then maybe we could put that into a pill. But I would love to hear what you guys think about this season. Uh, Robert, why don't you lead us off? Uh, on the Jeff Goldblum tip, you know, he plays a, he plays a, like you said, a magnate industry, internet celebrity type uh, of the zeitgeist dogma kind of guy. And uh, his first name is Tunnel, which is the right. best Elon Musk dig, I think, that I've heard so far uh, in the last <laughs> couple of years. But uh, I really like that, you know, we've referenced so far that the show definitely goes off the rails at some point in the last couple episodes he stands on closer to reason than our characters do <laughs> and he starts super aloof with a great gag about taking the group to uh, the center of the earth oh my god that was great oh, I, I wanted to ask you guys about that uh, normal people that have never like worked in geology understand that is impossible right it, it's impossible, but I love that they're all still kind of stupid enough to believe it because he's so famous and so big, they'll believe anything that he says. Because that's the whole point of all the influencers that are brought in the show. It's like, well, we'll believe whatever the hell they say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The word is apostles. Apostles. Thank you. I um, Forgive me, please. Uh, Doggett, actually, what did you think about this, uh, this season? This shit's fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, That's I, a good I, summarization. This this season, the show uh, total is uh, it's buck nuts. I, I want to keep finding ways to describe the show, but I, I just get flabbergasted because it's hard to think about the first episode of the show and the last episode of the show. It, it's there's just such a jump in this series. Like every season has a jump. This season has like it should be labeled jumping the shark. It really should. It shouldn't work. But it's just so ridiculous in the right ways that I just fucking love it. And it's such a... I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is, it is a dark, dark fucking ending. It's like there's a, it's like um, it's like Infinity War, where I'm just waiting for the reversal to happen. And, yeah. and the creators are like, oh, oh no, 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 no. We, we, we want you to leave feeling bad the one thing that this show starts to do that you don't really realize is they start playing with genre and i wasn't expecting that i thought it was a kind of a a grounded dark comedy that's really how it begins uh, the very first episode that you were talking about and then where it ends let's just all be upfront. this doesn't really spoil anything it goes to horror uh <laughs> like an apocalyptic horror which i was not expecting whatsoever uh, but Matt, what would you think? My, my biggest association with search party is actually trying to explain it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, see, it's, it's about these kids and they're like a little circle of art assholes and they accidentally do this, that, and the other thing while they're trying to find their friend. And like, you just see people's eyes glaze over and you're just like, no, but no, no, no. It's really good though. So, so like if season one was this very small, very interior story that actually only happens really for most of it only over a few walkable blocks right yeah like it's just essentially a neighborhood and it's these kids um and the things they go on 
the the adventures they go on and the the little uh, micro capers that that make up their daily lives and they're all very inessential people like they actually make you like 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 watching the first couple episodes of search party until they got to like the house party where the one character betrayed them Mm -hmm. um i almost went like feral like it made me want to move to new york and become just like an art scene cannibal (laughs) <laughs> like, like, just like, yeah, he was just so people would disappear in Colonial Williamsburg, and it turned out he was just like biting into them at parties, uh, be, because like the people make you that mad, particularly the Elliot, um, the sort of pseudo JD Vance character that is that is just very, very like over the top in how inessential they all are, and then as the seasons walk. They they accidentally become adults by being horrible, but they never really improve. And it's like it's like um, it's like if Always Sunny took itself a, a little more seriously. If there were like it's, true stakes to their actions, and it was like a continuous story, like very serial, the way that this is done. Well, and it like like it and it goes from like a it goes from like an indictment of their culture you know Mm -hmm. their their little their little um whatever you'd call that that society of people they're they're kind of rich kids um i keep calling them kids they are college graduates um i think they are actually graduating college in the first season and trying to figure out what to do and so this takes them to about 30 um assuming roughly conversant real time goes by and so season one sort of indicts their little circle. Season two and three and four kind of progressively come to like indict the media and true crime and celebrity culture until we end with, uh, you know, season five, which kind of um, ultimately, I, I guess the message is that it will be the death of us. Like there's We're almost doomed. an element of like, there's almost an element of like, don't look up in it. And sure. but as 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 nutty as it all is, it all super works because they're just fascinating to watch. Um, particularly, like you said, the um, uh, his name has already escaped me, but the John the, Early, yeah, John Early playing Elliot, the sort of a crazy high society gay that has the ultra expensive wedding and the the, the horrible um, tailor made kid. <laughs> oh my god, know? I forgot about that part. There, there's okay, there's. All the other side characters in the here, show. Elliot. It's raw. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the side characters are equally as funny as the main characters. And uh, like they're all so, so rich. Uh, just like with the background and like when they pop up. And <clears throat> I uh, love John Early to death. But there's a scene. And because they're. What I'm about to explain is that the, the the really the heart of the show are these four characters, and anytime they are together, it is just so much fun to watch them. And there is this fantastic scene when they're kind of on the run and they're staying at someone's house with their apostles. Thank you, Doggett. And they, uh, Dory is outside laying out in the the garden, and one by one. Uh, Drew goes out there to, to make out and have sex with her. Then uh, there's another character, uh, maybe even Borgia, goes out there. And then I, I love how 
just jealous and envious they all are of each other, even though they have no reason to be, that John Early's character goes out there too. He's like, oh, I don't want to be left out. And it's so fucking funny to see him do that. And he's like, see, I'm a part of the group too. (laughs) I was going to say that later. It's definitely one of my favorite parts of all five seasons is that when Dory, you know, goes all ego this episode and shares her bed and, you know, is all none of this matters because the world's ending and we're trying to enlighten the world. Um, she starts getting closer to Portia uh, and then sexually like she is with Drew and Elliot just cannot stand it. And in the first scene where he comes to Dory about it, he's like, you know, we could have sex or whatever. He tries to like give her bedroom eyes and it's the funniest fucking shit. So let's at least uh, talk about uh, Aaliyah Shawcat as Dory C. She is a fucking powerhouse throughout this whole series. She's so goddamn good. The C, maybe from Arrested Development to here, I would not have guessed of like the range that she has. Everything from funny to extremely dramatic to very tragic and sad and in fucking infuriating uh, a lot of times too. And sexy as hell. Jesus Christ, it's, she is and, sexy, and sexy when she's as evil. hell. She she's great. Uh, and like there's there's a, a fantastic scene when she is you know brought back to life at the hospital, and all the three friends are visiting her, and her range of emotions from elation to uh, sor- sorrow and relief that she's alive, but also so so happy and hopeful. It like it is crazy to see that just that one scene right there that should win her like an Emmy. Uh, like it's front to back fucking fantastic i think one thing that'll always come up first probably when people talk about this show later will be the millennial as a genre kind of thing you know i think mm-hmm. they they did it better they, the show started on tbs which i think is why it started as a sleeper but it was just the oh writing, that's right the writing's so good you know so people dug it enough that it stuck around but shellcat from the lost don't know what to do with my life she was uh she she was somebody's personal assistant in the first mm-hmm. uh, the first season to pushing the line to like we talked about committing murder and then there's more murder in the show and then we see her go on trial and do that whole evil persona and lean into it to you know get off on the trial and then we see her abducted by kind of a, something that she created you know this guy's obsessed with her because she put on this show and he just happened to have a PhD in a basement where he could put her. <laughs> into now where we see this full on uh mega maniacal uh you know there aren't very many characters let alone female that I think we've seen take this kind of wild journey for five seasons I love and then it. this whole side plot that maybe she, maybe she might be possessed by an evil spirit <laughs> that these other kids have to deal with well here let's go into final thoughts then uh Doggett why don't you lead the way with our final thoughts please this uh, I don't I don't want to be hyperbolic, uh, but this might be one of the best shows in the last ten years. Oh like, yeah! Every season is like a is like one of the best community episodes expanded into an entire season. It's just <laughs> it's just good shit. It's quality. It, it, the fact that this came from TBS, <laughs> mind blown. No show on TBS has ever been this good. This is just a great show. Everybody should watch this. I can't imagine anyone hating it. Maybe 
maybe they might drop off in the first season. If you if you tried the show and you dropped off after the first season, I beg you to please get back on it. It's worth it. It's it's uh, this show is underappreciated. It's as underappreciated as other great shows like You're the Worst and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just 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 take the plunge. Have a fucking good weekend with this show. I'm gonna give this the season and the show nine out of ten jelly beans. Nice. You probably stole all of our grades. Uh, Matt, why don't you go next, please? Uh, yeah, I also like this a lot, and I don't understand why so it must be the craft of the show like i'm not the demo and i hate the people but i can't stop looking at them i i I want to murder them yet i'm utterly fascinated by them so it it must be good um i'm gonna give it nine out of ten uh bumblebees you should not have gotten so fascinated by uh robert how about you next i love it i think there's a like i said a lot to be said about the millennial aspect of it and from a generation that when this show started, the big meme of the time was that millennials killed Applebee's and killed everything else. And literally two days ago, uh, the New York Times published an article talking about, well, the millennials are broken because we killed them by telling them they fucking killed everything else. Everything else was already broken. But I love that these toxic ass characters that are so, so wonderful to watch on screen, like Matt keeps saying, got to literally bring about possibly the end of the world like i think that was a great pushing your the idea all the way so to speak they fucked up their lives they fucked up then they started killing people and then it was national news where do you go after that like at some point it seems like a natural uh progression i wish i had seen more of john waters i thought he was really fun on screen at the horrible baby adoption agency (laughs) Two, two of my quick favorite lines from the show um uh, when Elliot is getting back together with his boyfriend at the beginning, they jump in bed and they're talking about how, you know, we're mean and horrible to each other, but we don't, we, before we weren't respecting each other's toxicity, which I think goes a long way with how they, all these <laughs> friends love each other, but they're all terrible. And the other thing is when Drew's family, who is terrible to him, is talking uh, to him on the phone and the mom's like, you don't have anything going on. You should move home. And one of his brothers says, no, if he moves home, we're going to have to respect his sadness. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Like they nailed so many big out there ideas and real personal shit that everybody goes through that you don't get to hear about all the time. I'm gonna give it another nine out of ten, but this time uh nine out of ten bottles of hot baby hot sauce. Oh nice. Oh I forgot about that. Um ha, try to find uh, an arbitrary rating now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of one as we speak. So I'm gonna stall. No, um I I thought the show is I don't know. I can't think of one really bad thing about it. I I think uh what's great about the storytelling is they don't waste any of the scenes. None of the characters are arbitrary or just forget or like forgettable or anything. They add so much to every single uh scene that they're in and the four main characters does Anytime any of them are on screen, they just drive every scene so well. The, they're masterful in the in the show, and they know their character so well, which is great. I think it's like visually, it's really uh, fantastic. There's a lot of uh, interesting things that the directors uh, pull off visually in this season. Uh, again, to pull off the you know the swerve into horror at some point, but uh, I just was captivated. I, I could not stop watching it. I loved it, uh, the pieces, and 
this is a great way to like start this probably hellish year uh, that's upon us uh, in 2022. And like what Doggett said, we implore you, watch this show. And it's super quick. It's only like 20-something minutes, like maybe 30 minutes long episodes. You could bang out a season in a heartbeat. It is not that hard. We watched this whole season in one night. No big deal. So really recommend this. And I would give it, man, I I kind of want to give it 10 out of 10. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 ice creams. You better fucking give Aspen or something <laughs> really fucking bad is going to happen to you. Don't know what, but it could happen. So yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I give I give this ten out of ten as well. I changed my rating. You know what? So do I because to be bingeable in January of twenty twenty two, that's some fucking shit. And it was hard for me. I had to split this over two evenings, and I stayed up an hour trying to go to bed after the first half because it was great. Ten out of ten. Matt, come on, bring it back around. I'll give in to peer pressure because you guys reminded me that, that on top of everything else we said about it, it's actually concise. I legitimately forgot these were half-hour shows. Right? And and was budgeting like a bunch more time to watch it. And I'm like, oh, they do this in 28 minutes at a time. Yeah. And they gave it to us all at once. Come on. Just just for that, for that alone. Wait, so 10 out of 10 for you too, Matt? Oh, yeah. I give. I give. I capitulate. Fucking peer pressure wins, goddammit. Let's do it.